the club announced this morning, Friday morning, that they had agreed a deal for the 18-year-old Australian player Garan Kual, um, who joined in January. Can you tell us how excited you are by him? Yeah, I'm very excited. I mean, he's a young player of huge potential. I think it's a show really from the club and myself where we want to go in terms of signing young um, players and, and trying to develop them in our system uh, for them to be friendly players in the future. So he's he's had a dramatic rise um, and he's in a position that uh, obviously excites everybody, but there needs to be some patience shown. He's um, Touchwood will look after him and go out on loan. He'll He'll learn and develop behind the scenes and then hopefully when he comes here he can play a part in our future. Okie dokie, artichoke. Here we go with another episode of the Four Man Wall, a podcast on Australian football slash soccer at its finest. I'm your host, Jashan. Coming at you from Melbourne's inner south with a fresh brew coffee in front of me, feeling good. And joining me from the aesthetically pleasing eastern suburbs, he came dead last in Settlers of Catan last night. It's the Melbourne City mega fan, Andy Gibson. Hello, everyone. Great, great to be back after a, a week or so off. And uh, yeah, a little bit disappointed this morning after my big loss in Catan last night. But mm. we, we bounce back and move on to the next one. It's all about the production, brother. It's all about that's, the production. That's right. Expand, build up. And the uh, third voice you're going to hear is uh, <laughs> his nono knows the bloke who makes fireworks on Twitter. He's NPL player or scopes, but here he is Damon Serra. Hey, everyone. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's my, my nono. I think it could be my auntie, but uh, yeah, regardless, cracker of a, uh, a night, you could say. <laughs> Cracker. Enjoyed your New Year's Eve celebrations, <laughs> bro. Cracker of a night. Yeah, I, I saw the pun I heard what you said. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Uh, thanks for that. Um, I really thought that was going to go off. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> no, but uh, generally, uh, uh, yeah, happy new year to all our listeners. All, uh, I don't know, Deshaun, what are we up to now? About 15. <laughs> About 15. Consistent yeah. viewers, so yeah, about fifteen. Happy New Year to all of you, and um, may this year bring nothing but happiness to you all. Oh, that's very sweet. And uh, unfortunately, unable to join us live today due to work schedule mishaps is Nicholas. But I have recorded some offset takes with him at another time uh, later Ooh. today, basically, which I'll splice in over the course of the show. So at times it'll seem like we've got the full contingent here, but it really isn't. It's it's all a it's all a ruse. But um, let's get stuck into it. Boy, it's a pretty decent round of Australian football, so we'll start off with some Happy New Year's resolutions. Any of you boys got some New Year's resolutions you want to share? Yeah, I, I, I said to Mum that I'd finally move out. Oh! Ooh, big move coming. It is a big move, but um, Bloody yeah, hell. we'll have to wait and see what the, uh, What's the, the, um, the market offers. Well, that's it. What's the market like up in Shepherd and Tatura? Uh, yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty, pretty hard. Yeah. Mm, same with everywhere. Anything, finding, trying to find anything that you kind of like, but can also afford. So, yeah, yeah that's the kind of dilemma. It's all about the balance. It's all about the balance, brother. What about yourself there, uh, there, Gibbo? Me? Um, nothing too crazy. I, I said to myself, I want to want to be a bit more organised and a bit, bit more on time with stuff this year, so... 
That's, that's oh, yeah. my main one. <laughs> so just more organised and more on time yeah, in general. Pretty much. Fair enough. I mean, I, like, I think of you as a reasonably punctual guy. Right. You're only ever Thanks, 10 mate. minutes late to the yeah. podcast, so it's yeah, not too see, bad. But, but there's, a, there's room to work this evening. Maybe, maybe soon it'll be five minutes. Yeah. Fair shout, fair shout. I like it. Watch this space, he <laughs> says. All right. Like, okay, well, this is good. My, my resolution is I'm gonna, I want to learn a second language at some point. Hey, that's a good one. Hey, no, no joke, no joke. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly what I'm doing. But like, You're fucked. A bit of Duolingo? Nah. I was, yeah, I'm on <laughs> Duolingo. I've got the super Duolingo. I'm, oh, I'm on my two-week trial. Premium version, yeah. look out. He's but serious. Also like, but like, I also kind of want to... Because... I've always had Italian. I've always grown up around Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff, but I can understand my grandparents, but I can't speak back to them. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I know what they're saying to me in Italian, but I can't reply. That's a good start, so though. That's like... what I want to kind of. Mm. You want to yeah. talk to your nonno about fireworks? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, of course. I understand. I like that. At least All you're right. not starting from scratch. You know what? Damn well wholesome start to this podcast. That was my second New Year's resolution. Damo's bringing out the big guns for the resolutions this year. <laughs> right, this is awkward because I actually don't believe in New Year's resolutions. Yeah, that's okay. That, if you don't believe in New Year's resolutions, you don't believe in New Year's resolutions. But I don't discredit them. Goal setting is important. I just don't take the time to do goal setting for myself. You know, just make time for friends and family. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm going to have a busy... 2023 professionally and uh, recreationally, but just got to make time for friends and family and uh, yeah, balance. That's that's my resolution is balance and it, balance and fulfillment. That's very nice. That's very very nice. Well, regardless, there were games that did happen, so we'll um we'll get stuck into it now. We normally do this by uh, going through from the, uh, I guess, most impactful or most important or most entertaining game first, and I think we'd all agree that. The most entertaining game this week was probably the Wellington Phoenix Melbourne City game. So I'll throw to you first there, Andy, the Melbourne City mega fan. How did you find this performance? Were you at all scared over the course of the 90 minutes? Yeah, I definitely was a bit scared right towards the end there. Like they came very close to uh, to equalising, mm. you know, in uh, in injury time. But thanks to a heroic save from Tom Glover, he, he kept us in it, and then that meant we were able to yep. score one more and put the icing on the cake. So. Yeah, look, I was I was very satisfied with the performance overall. Um, it's never easy, you know, travelling to Wellington and playing them on their home soil. It's always a tough ask. That's sort of where where they've been best this year, obviously. So very happy to come away with three points from that one. Ticked that off the off the list. Um, but yeah, they definitely gave us a scare at the end, and you know they took the one 0 lead early. So that was um, you know it was never a guaranteed win, obviously. It's, uh, That's it. Yeah. Quality goal from David Ball there. How good was that? Oh, yeah, it was an amazing goal. Yeah, you got you got to give it to him there. Yeah, um, dealt with that well. You know, it only took him a couple of minutes to reply with that Matt Leckie goal down the other end. And then this is true. But yet they responded well. It must be said. Uh, did uh, Vidasic's men there? They did. I'll ask the question. Um, the the penalty, Andy. The penalty. So Tilio Tilio is making a nice run. Tilio had a great game, by the way. He was really dangerous mm. down that wing. Um, created a lot of chances. Looked at his best. Yeah. Well, looked the best that I've seen him so far uh, this season, regardless. But basically, like the ball's been knocked ahead of him. You know, he's he's kind of he's kind of thrown his body in front of mm. Krayev, 
rather than actually going for the ball, and he's let himself fall. That's how I saw it. Yeah. And it, for my money, it's a dive and should not have been a penalty. I like. Obviously, you're biased, but do you agree at all? Um. Yeah. Look, bias aside, I, I I probably do a bit. I I did think it was a pretty soft penalty watching watching the replay of it a few times. You know, you could say maybe it's a fifty fifty. There was some contact there, but you're right. Like, I don't think there was quite enough force in the contact to actually push him over. I think he did, you know, dive a little bit afterwards. We we were very lucky to get that and. Wellington was very unlucky to concede that penalty. So, yeah, I'd probably agree with you there. You know, bias aside, it was pretty soft. So, But that's, that's the way I mean, it goes. You win yeah. some, you lose some. That's it. I think you, you look at the dead giveaways, which were that he was running away from goal. Yeah. <laughs> and he's running into a defender. Yeah. Like, the defender is always going to assume that the attacker is going to go towards goal. Yeah. Mm. And so, Kriev has absolutely no... His hands are tied, pretty much, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, not much he could have done. Is it, is it Bozidar or Bozidar? Well, I'm assuming you're the, uh, <laughs> the Balkan representative. I'm not an expert on Bulgarian pronunciation <laughs> uh, there, brother. But yeah, regardless, I thought that was a bit of an oof. But um, overall, it's, like, it's back and forth game like end-to-end stuff pretty much the entire 90 minutes Ufuk Tale came out and said that he felt his team created enough chances to 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 win two games is what he said that's the quote there really Which, it might be a bit of a stretch okay but um regardless do you reckon they missed Ben Wayne here because obviously mm. Ben Wayne has gone to England oh. yeah congrats to uh the Wayne train he's finally departed the station <laughs> choo choo he finally left the <laughs> station which is a sad day for the aliens. It is, it is. It they is. can no longer milk that meat, yeah. even though I'm sure they will. <laughs> they, they'll do it somehow. As soon as, he, as soon as he makes an appearance or scores a goal, mm-hmm. first thing the A-Leagues paid for some fucking random reasonable post is, the Wayne trainers departed the Argyle <laughs> You can guarantee it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, like, Zavada failed to score today. I mean, like, they did create a lot of chances. He had, he had that many chances. He, especially score. that yeah. one where Glover... Yeah. He looked really dangerous in the box. But yeah. uh, he just couldn't get any meaningful or, mm. like, well-placed shots past Glover. Yeah, it wasn't his day, was it? Yeah. Glover had a good game, it must be said. Yeah, as well, man, man of the match for, uh, for City. Nano the match, he still shouldn't be playing. <laughs> Damo's <laughs> up in arms about this. He doesn't think Glover should. No, not at all. Sounds like Nick Montgomery. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So uh, Damo quoted Nick Montgomery in the last uh, the last podcast. Ah. Pod. Give it a, give it a listen. On the balance of hope, uh, Wellington deserved to at least get some points. Were they better than Melbourne City? I would say not. Um, just as you would say. Just as I'd answer, were Melbourne City better than Wellington? I'd say not as well. It's just a cruel part of football. I was making a a, a delicious pad thai for lunch whilst this game was on. I uh, had it streaming uh, in the background, getting behind my City boys. And yeah, couldn't. Not much pad thai was being done because the eyes were filming on the it's screen. Too distracted. What what um what kind of ingredients were going into the pad thai? Oh, uh, it was a chicken pad thai with some egg, bean sprouts, uh, proper pad thai sauce. You know. Mm, there you go. Well, regardless, City in a league of their own, uh, top of the table there, untouchable, can't Still stop. Still got a game in hand. Yeah, that's Indeed. right. Yeah. 
game it's, in hand and four points. It's pretty mad. Um, and before we kind of sing their praises, I just want to mention that Wellington, they're the league's third highest scorers, but they've conceded in 14 straight ALM games stretching back to really? April, which is mad considering that Oli Sale is kind of like highly regarded as one of the better keepers, if not the best keeper in the league. So is yeah. that is that more of an Ufuk Tale problem, or is that just their personnel and defence aren't getting the job done? <laughs> what do you reckon, David? Uh, okay. uh, I think it has to be said that their personnel... Oh. In defence, <laughs> they're staff members. Not, they're the staff members. <laughs> the staff members down back <laughs> are not keeping the HR. <laughs> not keeping HR impressed. <laughs> not keeping HR impressed. So is that right? Not a Tim yeah. Payne fan. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, he hasn't been playing probably as well as he has in seasons past. Fair. Uh, I think Scott. Wooten generally has been fairly decent, but... Former MK Dons boy. Exactly. <laughs> Milton Keynes lad. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one for Tello because he doesn't really... Well, I can't even remember if his previous seasons... Are generally, he's generally a pretty attacking-minded coach. Yep. So, you'll notice that they've scored, what was it, third? Third most goals in the league, yeah. Third most goals in the league, so that's why. But they're also conceding a truckload of goals too. So, Mm. I think that um, that balance probably could be a bit off. And uh, I think when you've got Josh Laws and um, I think there's another youngster there, I can't remember his name, as your backup... um, it's yeah. You got to try and find that that centre back pairing, and I think mm-hmm. I'm, essentially that's what he's trying to do at the moment. Is Tallow, but it's yeah, it's coming in the cost of goals as well. Yeah, maybe some moves to come in the January transfer window. The Australian yeah. window opens up on the 11th in an exact week yes. as Ooh. of recording. Exciting, exciting yeah. times. Exciting times. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It's good chats. But regardless, I mean, you can't really stop Jamie McLaren, whoever is your defence. So he scores yeah. when he wants. That's it. Broken the A League record for goals scored in consecutive games with nine, I believe it is. He's um, yes. obviously he does score lots of penalties. Nine but... of the best tap ins. <laughs> <laughs> Still got to score, mate. Still yeah, score. nine straight games of glorious tap ins <laughs> and penalties. But he, he is scoring for fun. And I want to ask right. you, Andy, the first burning question of, of, of today. Three burning questions. Is Jamie McLaren already the greatest A League striker of all time? Whoa, great question. I don't know if I'm the best person to ask because of uh, some obvious bias, but That's I'm exactly going to say, yeah. <laughs> say yes anyway. Oh, man, he's just a pleasure to watch, and I, he only gets better with age. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, you think, oh, like maybe a this... fine wine with some pleasant mouthfeel. Exactly. exactly. His, positioning, his positioning makes for even better tapping. 100%, yeah. mate, 100%. <laughs> exactly. Oh, some of the nicest tap-ins you'll ever see. This is very true. Definitely, yeah. Like, you've got to gotta have those, uh, you know, game smarts and game awareness. Of, That's right. You know, you've got to be in that position. Yeah, exactly. Be in the right place at the right time, you know. So, it's he makes Which it. a lot of strikers can't do. So. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, look at Charlie Austin when his short time at Brisbane <laughs> Raw, you know, he didn't score as many goals as um, he was probably expected to. Um, yeah, he's got, McLaren's got better service oh, at City as well. Yeah. 
definitely, yeah. He's, he wouldn't be scoring this many if he was in a, you know, a, a worse team with, with not as good service, obviously. You'd have to uh, give some serious thought to that question whether he's already the best goal scorer of all time because he's only uh, 10 goals away, well, he, I think, from the, to yeah, the record. his goals per game is pretty much the best in the league, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Possibly Fornaroli still may have him, but probably not anymore. Would that be the conversation, J-Mac, Fornaroli, and probably Barisha? Yeah. Probably go York in there as well. Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Not tempted to chuck and, uh, in Matty Simon's Mark, name? Mark Yanko. Oh, Mark Yanko. One of the better foreigners, foreign strikers. Has the goddamn knowledge that I want to that I wanna hear. I love this. Good man. <laughs> All right, how about, how about this, Damo? You reckon you got the knowledge. So, who um, held the record for most consecutive games scoring goals before J-Mac took it, obviously, against Wellington? Surely would have had to be in Berisha. Nah. Nah, nah, nah. Um, Former teammate of uh, Jamie McLaren. Uh, Fornaroli? Not quite. Broich. Thomas Broich? Nah. It was Andy no. Keogh. Ah. Andy Keogh? Yeah. You're joking Dead ass, Andy Keogh. There you go. Would not have guessed that. You love to see it. (laughs) Little little Irish action. Was that eight? Eight. Eight. Yeah, eight eight games in a row. Yeah. Fairly impressive. Absolutely. He was was handy. Handy striker. Perth Laurie could use him at the moment. Although they are Mm. probably looking forward to uh, Adam Taggart shortly, anyways. But um, moving on. The second most impactful game, it is probably the Central Coast game, but I want to touch on that last just because it leads into some Ooh. juicy news. Oh, yes. So, do you boys have any games you want to specifically jump to? Western United and Brisbane game I'll just touch on last year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shout out to 2022. It was a good year. Yeah. Good year for the grapes. <laughs> I thought it, I actually enjoyed watching this game. It was, it was a good game. very open affair. Uh, there was lots of good attacking impetus mm. from both sides. Brisbane, in particular, I thought were actually very, very good. Mate. Warren Moon. The big moon man. The, the persistence may be starting to pay off. Yeah, that's it, mate, that's it. The way they were moving the ball was very... Very, very sexy, I would say. <laughs> uh, sexy. That, the first goal, the, the tiki-taka... Between O'Shea, yeah. Hoare, and Armiento. Armiento's a gun. Very, like, I fucking love very Armiento. Good. He's very quickly become one yeah. of my favourite players in the league. He's fucking Absolutely. spectacular. Yeah. Exactly. He's one of the very few players who's not afraid to take on, take someone on and lose the ball. Yeah. You know, that's what we need more of. We need more p- players who aren't afraid to take the bloody slaps on the wrist. <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> none of this, uh, yeah, passing backwards. <laughs> You know, don't want to lose the ball. No one wants to see that shit. No. <laughs> Go and attack the game. Take the game on. Yeah, that's it. That's Take it. Take the game it. on. Uh, anyway, so yeah. going back to my point. Yeah, that was just a very, very good game. Very tactically uh, balancing. Uh, it was like a, a balancing act between the two coaches. Um, mm. And I think slowly uh, John Aloisi clawed, clawed them back. And yeah, they got their equaliser. <laughs> And, um, through, you guessed it, Priyavich. Priyavich was a very good goal. Mm, uh, it was. just happened to be in the right place at the right time. Good cross, I think, and then a good header past uh, whoever I think might have been Holmes. Holmes, yeah. 
Yeah. We need a new keeper. We need, yeah. we need a, we need a better keeper. Freak, freak and Macklin, Freak, and Jordan Holmes. Not exactly. And you just saw like Jamie Young making some incredible saves, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, that could have been uh, Brisbane again. Yeah, so, that's it, mate. The glory days. The, the shot from uh, Courtney Perkins, absolute flyer of a volley. Yeah, yeah. talented young lad from um, Adelaide. Yeah, I, think I he thought he had a really good game. Like, mm. Looked really, looked at home at left back. Um, Conversation for best young player of the week? As far as I'm concerned, I think, um, yeah. Yeah? Uh, yeah, he's I'm hesitant. Tr- I'm, tr- I'm very, I'm very quickly trying to... What about Henry yeah. Hall, the young lad from Namble? Although he is 23, so it might be a bit too old. Yeah, the former South Melbourne midfielder. Um, I thought he had a very good game too. Uh, he When he... Running around, like moving around the pitch, he looked very... Um, assured of his movements and uh, actually looked like he was covering the ground really well, which I haven't seen from him in other, in previous occasions. So it was actually good to see. Uh, looked very mobile and had some very nice touches and stuff. So he could be up there as well. But yeah, I'd probably have to say he's one of yeah Courtney Perkins probably one of the better performers of the week. Nice. You beauty. And did um, you watch this game as well there, Gibber? Um, just just the highlights, unfortunately. Couldn't uh, couldn't make it for the game oh, when it was oh, on. Oh, oh. All right, well, fair enough. Well, I'll ask you more of a hypothetical question then. Obviously, yeah. Priovic scored the goal for Western United. Uh, there are still rumours swirling that he wants to go. Same with Lacroix. Louis Lacroix. That spells true. Are Western completely fucked if he leaves? Probably. I mean, he's he's really mm. is a standout, isn't he, Priovic? Obviously, they don't they don't uh, get the draw without him uh, this week, and that great header. Yeah, Dylan Wenzel Halls isn't scoring that. Like. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. <laughs> he's, not, he's not getting in the right position. Anyway. That's right. Yeah, no, there's not much no. uh, comparable talent to to replace him there at the moment if he does leave. Yeah, look, it's it's a tricky one for them because obviously. Um, he didn't play the first few games for them this season. They really struggled. Like they've only sort of started improving in in recent weeks once he started playing. So yeah, exactly. That tells you that he's uh, he's pivotal to their success. And they probably they wouldn't have won the the championship last season without him either. So I think they yeah they are in big trouble if he does leave. But hopefully for their sake he he at least you know stays out for the the season and um, you know whatever happens after that. We'll see, but yeah, they got some uh, some headaches if he does decide to leave. And um, same with Lacroix. Yeah, Lacroix. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. It was also the only game that didn't really have an atmosphere at all. Only two thousand people rocked up. Yeah. There were three games with ten thousand plus, which was nice to see. And then eight thousand mm. at the Newcastle game, six thousand at the Wellington game. So okay. not too bad overall. Not too bad overall. Speaking of which, next game up on the menu. What do we think, boys? A little Western Sydney little chat. Sydney, yeah. Yeah, a little Western I mean, Sydney chat. A little Western bit Sydney of, chat. Bit of a drubbing, yeah. Yeah, domination. Yeah, pretenders syndrome. I'm putting MacArthur firmly in the pretenders category, unfortunately, this year. Fair assessment, <laughs> probably. Like they've got the gears firing. They have a good game uh, against Sydney FC, and then they falter against Western Sydney Wanderers. And not just they faltered, you know... They had a, like a goal, a goal deficit or two goal loss. They they really faltered. Western Sydney a team that haven't really been able to push out and uh, get comprehensive victories. Uh, managed to get a comprehensive victory against a team that we think uh, we previously thought could be not a title contender, uh, but definitely you know top 
top three, top three to top four contender. Third last week. Yeah, they were third last week. Yeah, being a team that would, you know, put a fight up in, in the semi in, in the semifinals in the penultimate week to the grand final. Well, Western Sydney are one of the better teams in the league. Like, oh, they, they are very, sure. very good. They were, they were, they were, they were um, great to watch. Uh, you know, some great play by um, Oliver Bazanich and, you know, Borello getting involved. Oh, that dude. Uh, that Bazanich goal was so good. Yeah, Yangi, Yangi too. Uh, he, he's great, I reckon. Uh, it doesn't get the same amount of press as Cole or Tilio goes for young players, but he's he's fantastic to watch. Yangi, uh, he's definitely someone I enjoy watching when I, play, when I see the Wanderers play. Especially like with the system that Roods is playing as well, like, it isn't the most free flowing system, so they need players like him and and Barello to kind of provide that spark. Yeah, and they're very astute uh, defensively, you know. If, uh, is it Marcelo? Yeah, Marcelo and Marcella. Yeah, the 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 the, the, Mar- the Marcel boys. <laughs> Western Sydney versus Melbourne City is going to be a game to mark on the schedules. I haven't played yet. They're playing in Sunday week on a 3pm on a Sunday afternoon on the 15th and they're only going to yeah they're only going to play twice total yeah which is odd if there's any team that could shut down Jamie McLaren obviously got the record at the moment for most goals in consecutive A-League games ever Western Sydney right but yeah completely mm. dropped and like Western Sydney are a team who all season they've been getting like the little 1-0 wins little one all draws you know and then bang they put four past you um, literally last mm. week, me and Damo spent like five minutes praising the MacArthur defense. Like, oh yeah, Aspro's having yeah. a great year. Uskok is a solid veteran, etc. And then bam, <laughs> bam, <laughs> bam, bam, break too soon. What what went wrong for MacArthur in this game? No idea. I just don't think they Fair had enough. the uh, had the gamesmanship this week. They just, the gamesmanship. Yeah. I went up for it. Ooh. Mm. Bloody hell. Just went up for it, you know, and that's what happens. It's a mentality thing. It's a mentality, mentality thing. thing. That's right. And uh, Maybe they're a little bit hungover from Sydney. the New Year's Eve celebration. That's, it. that's right. Um, mm. And Western Sydney obviously had an early night, so... That's <laughs> uh, just the way... Preparation is key. That's it, mate. Rudes was uh, calling everyone up, like, make sure you're going to bed, make sure... Yeah, no, no watching the fireworks, none of that shit. You just no. got to go to bed, bed at 9.30. Yeah, watch the kiddies' fireworks. Yeah, that's right. But uh, I don't know, I, I, I really enjoyed watching Western Sydney play this game, mostly because uh, Yengi was playing again, and mm, yeah, he played well. outstanding. Uh, and was pretty much the catalyst for any of their good uh, work. Yeah, uh, Bazanich coming back into the side. Oh, how good was that goal, mm. bud? Yeah, it's juicy. The work from Yangi off to Bazanich, and he just almost just volleys it, kind of like he's passing to a teammate about fifteen meters away. Yeah, he just like controls it with the right boot, and then just kind of like lifts it with yeah. his with his left. It's not I don't really know if a like. I don't know if Kurdo deserves to be uh, criticised for it at all, but regardless, it looked goddamn nice on the yeah. uh, goal of the week video yeah. there over on the Keep Up exactly, YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if you boys reckon the that's goal of the week or not. The but... the, uh, the, the podcast. Yeah, yeah uh, that's it. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Keep Up. <laughs> thanks, APL. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I can't remember any other real standout goals, apart from the Armiento one, which I thought yeah. actually was probably better. 
on a yeah, mate. The Armiento one. Oh, yeah. Princess Abini's goal as well over in the Liberty was quite oh, yeah. nice. I, I haven't seen that. I gave it a look, brother. She just dribbles in from the left wing all the way into the box and then just bangs it near post. Cash. Quality stuff. That's it, mate. That's it. All right, uh, Andy, is it... For a team like MacArthur, who obviously they can beat any team, seemingly, but also lose mm. every single week, like, they're an absolute roller yeah. coaster. Is, do you agree with Damo? Do you think it is a mentality thing? Yeah, I think that that's going to be the most likely thing because you said they've obviously... They've got the talent there. They've got the, the potential, and they've they've showed what they're capable of already um, in some games this year. But then, they've they've showed what they're capable of doing in, in a bad way as well, which we saw on the weekend. So yes. the difference between their best and their worst is too big at the moment. So they've obviously got to work on that, work on the mentality. You know what's what are they doing uh, on game day and in, in the days leading up to it? Is it a preparation thing? Who knows? They've got to they've got to figure it out. Uh, and quick, otherwise they're going to keep slipping down the table, unfortunately, because um, Western Sydney haven't been known to score a lot of goals this season. Just looking at their goals nah. for, they're, they're on 12 goals for, and that was after this game. So they're only on eight goals uh, in, from their first nine games um, before that, and they've banged in four. So, yeah, concerning for, for MacArthur. But, yeah, look, a couple of those goals were very good from Western Sydney and um, there's probably not a lot they could have done to stop those. But when it's 4-0, you know that um, there's a lot to work on. Amen to that, brother. Probably the best Western Sydney have looked under Rude so far this season as well. So power to them. Good stuff for the uh, Western Sydneyers. Mm, Love to see it. All right, other two games before we dig into Qual's farewell. We had Adelaide beat the Glory two two goals to nil. Pretty straightforward stuff. Glory had like one or two chances maybe the entire game. It must be said, there were scorable chances that they missed pretty uh, embarrassingly. Mm. I think they're definitely looking forward to getting Adam Taggart in one of those jerseys very soon. Yeah. But um, yeah, Adelaide looking solid. 10,000 people over there in the in the heat looked, at Cooper like Stadium crowd, cheering yeah. them on. Lockie Barr, first goal in the AL- ALM. Yeah. Yeah. You a Lockie Barr fan, Damo? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> he is now. <laughs> Your Englishman over there, yeah, central yeah, defender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's good to see him uh, be rewarded for some good uh, play in the last year, I suppose. He, uh, he's come in from the MPL, Adelaide City, and he's been uh, one of the more reliable centre-backs in the league, along with... um. His uh, partner in crime, Popovich. So yeah, yeah, yeah really uh, um, cementing down that um, that centre back position. Those two, and I think uh, yeah, Adelaide have been the beneficiaries of that. Easy as you like. Halloran scored as well. Always oh, nice to see uh, a yeah. former supposed generational talent <laughs> provide some uh, right. some attacking spark there. You Benjamin. love to see it. Yeah, yeah. Big Ben. <laughs> Big Ben. Big Ben. But um, yeah, not too much else to say there. Adelaide looking really good. I think one of the teams, you know, I, I reckon, uh, Damo, you mentioned last week that they need a number 10, like a, a properly creative yeah. kind of player. Like, I don't know if Zach Clough is the answer. No, no, not really. Not really. But you, nah. would, if you, if they get one of those like types of players in, do you think they're a team who are, who are challenging City for um, yeah. you know, that dominance? Yeah, I think so. Uh, they've got that, as I said, that, 
defensive stability. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, all they really need is that yeah, just that, that extra key to kind of unlock. They've got they've got um they've got uh what's his face Goodwin there. What's his face? <laughs> ah yes. They've got Goodwin, oh, Goodwin doing his thing, but they just need that extra bit of. They need that dynamic between the left winger and the the, the centre attacking mid or the the um, advanced midfielder just to keep the defenders on their toes. I think. Yep. Mm. No, I hundred percent agree. I just wanted to share that. Um, I think um, it was a debut at right back or left back for Panash Medania, the first yes. Zimbabwean. Born player to play. Yes, the indeed. They, yes, um, indeed. Eighteen-year-old lad. Apparently played very well by all reports, and um, yeah, it's good to see another another product of the Adelaide system coming through again. Have either of you boys ever been to Adelaide? Can I ask? I have. Oh, apparently I've been to Adelaide. I've been there one night. I don't remember. You spent it. spent a night there. Uh, one on night. On the way to Uluru. Well, there and back. Oh, yeah. true. Of course. Very, very nice. <laughs> Happy memories, mate. Happy, Happy memories. memories, yep. Good old times. Alrighty, and uh, before we dig into the final event, uh, it's worth noting Sydney bounced back from their embarrassing loss yes. to MacArthur by handing out a loss mm. to Newcastle 2 0. Stevie Corica, confirmed listener of the podcast. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Took on the advice. <laughs> Took the advice. He, he played it to the boys in the change room. Yep. And, no, uh, mate, it's just, it's the Jack Rodwell effect. That's what, that's all it the is. The Jack Rodwell effect. He's not being in the team. Yeah, he, he started this game at centre-back oh, there alongside oh, okay. James Donaghy. <laughs> yeah. And bang, instant clean sheet. It's all about Jack Watt Rodwell. Yeah, okay. There you go. <laughs> well, when he comes back in another six weeks after being injured, uh, hopefully yeah, they get another result. <laughs> just to prove you right. Oh God! Yeah, he's a he's a broken man. That boy. he really is. Yeah, you hate to see it. But yeah, two go- two goals to nil for Sydney here, looking pretty comfortable. Newcastle, yeah, dramas looking, looking pretty pretty bad, aren't they? Yeah, nah, that's yeah. Just maybe just unfortunately another for the Newcastle fans after a stirring win against Adelaide United to have that meek performance against Sydney at home. You know, I know, I know. Uh, in a team that's this team that's not expected to win every week, but disappointing for the home fans that, that the win comes, at, you know, stirring away day win, but they can't get the same same result and at home and no, they're looking shit, mate. They're looking <laughs> shit. I'm sorry, but they're yeah, looking no shit. Beating around yeah, this was shit. um you know local boy Angus Thurgate's hundredth game, oh, bit of a milestone. Eight thousand fans came shit. out. They they toss up that shit. Uh, Andy Harper labelled Carl Jenkinson an NPL kid for the, the quality of the defending he oh, provided. Absolutely warranted. <laughs> Poor Carl. Is that, is that just because you dislike uh, foreign imports who I'll don't do perform well? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. You racist dog. This is Carl Jenkinson, mate. He used to play for Arsenal. <laughs> and City. Exactly. He used to play for Arsenal. <laughs> During the banter years, so yep, that's it, mate. The good banter years. Oh, good. Shout out to Eddie Bryant, a friend of the friend of the show, who can't <laughs> shut the fuck up about how good Arsenal is right now. Yeah. <laughs> we get it. Bukayo Saka is very good. We know. Uh, but uh, seriously, though, Newcastle have only scored nine goals in ten games, and they rank dead last in shots on goal 
despite having some pretty talented attacking players in, in Mikkel Tadza and Sotirio and Piscopo, etc. Yeah, now, second burning question of the night um, to you, Damo. What does Arthur Pappas need to do to get his side scoring more goals? And I don't want to hear you just say Daniel Pena was irreplaceable. I want some proper solutions here. I think you've got to give Archie Goodwin more of a go. Ooh. Give him more of a crack. Um, I think with their wingers like Buhaja and Sotirio. Uh, uh, Yep. I mean, obviously got all the pace in the world. Okay. Maybe, maybe switch Mikel Tadza to a, a more of a like a, a false nine. Okay. Like a centre forward and have um have Goodwin ahead of him, because I think um Mikel Tadze can actually pick a pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that youthful exuberance that uh, Archie Goodwin could bring. Whether he's actually fit enough to start a game is another question. 18-year-old lad from Newcastle, local yes. boy. Uh, definitely needs something else. And I think Goodwin, we saw against Sydney last season, that um, he came, started and scored two goals. So there you that's go. the kind of play. He's a goal scorer, so he wants to score goals. And um, I think having Mikel Tadze in that centre-forward role probably... Gives him a little bit more um, assistance as well. Mm-hmm. Um, gets him more that, involved in the game. Yeah, get him more involved in the game because he's obviously a very good player. Not just a good striker, but he can also dribble, can pass. Yeah. So, and kind of, um, yeah, might, might, and getting that maybe that interplay with uh, his uh, namesake, uh, Darth Melia. That's it, mate. That's it. The Beckers. The Beckers. Get the Beckers uh. on the ball and get a good one going forward. I don't, is, are you dropping Piscopo in this in this world? Uh yeah, dropping Piscopo Ooh, because I think um, he's doing enough. It's either you drop Piscopo for um, Sotirio or Buhaja, but I think they need their pace, even though they are shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, Sotirio is the only bloke who's actually putting in the effort no, every single I, I, week. Like. I actually don't do think Sotirio is generally doing well. Yeah, Sotirio's in, putting, in in the, putting in the hours. Yeah, Bahadja, on the other hand, could be doing a lot better. Really. Well, yeah, he's coming off the bench a lot. He's, yeah, he's, he's, let's just say his he's footballing basics aren't the best. <laughs> <laughs> he, doesn't have the, he doesn't have the basics. He's a real Carl Jenkinson out there, just a real, a real amateur. <laughs> Oh, your beauty. All right, well, there you go. The uh, the big hard-hitting questions answered by uh, Damon Sarah. All right, last game of the round to chat about. Central Coast Mariners heap on the pressure to Tony Popovich and Melbourne Victory, getting another win in what was Garen Qual's last game, quite possibly, in the yeah, A-League. Uh, because, ever. you know, rumours have it that he uh, will be getting loaned out to an English club in the championship as opposed to back here. So... Um, yeah, two one, a double from the cum dog, the cum dingo could have been a hat trick, but a, yet again he got ruled yeah. out for. Man has scored what twelve goals this season? <laughs> yeah, and only no, half of them have eight, counted. Six counted, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, cum did dog. you watch this one, Andy? Uh, Not in full, but yeah. F- um, from what I did see, it was uh, a good performance from the Mariners and cum dog doing what cum dog does. Just great stuff. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's it, mate. That's it. Oh god, it was nice to see the global superstar Storm Rue getting assist ah, as well. Yes, obviously. Mm. yes, quality assist from the yeah. the star himself. <laughs> Incredible scene. Fantastic, fantastic. Oh, oh yeah, good stuff. But yeah, that uh, <laughs> victory in absolute drama is struggling. Can't handle it. It was fun. I think about ten minutes into the game, they had a stat come up of like uh, the Mariners' possession share moving forward, and seventy percent of it was on the left hand side, which was where Qual was playing. Ah. So you know, it shows that they like him a fair bit over there. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that. Uh, what was that show? The um... <laughs> The one with Will Ferrell. Just pass it to the Italians. It's just the yeah. same with pass, <laughs> yeah. it to, pass it to Qual. That's it. Just pass it to Garangsky. Andy, do you, do you think Central Coast will be able to maintain their good form when, when Garang is, is gone? I, th- I think they will. Um, it, it, they're not going to be quite as threatening, I don't think, without him. Um, pre- mm. you know, pretty hard to replace a player with that talent. But I think they do have enough... Uh, Enough depth outside of him to keep performing well, and I've got a strong, uh, you know, forward line there with the Cummings and that. So I think they'll be okay, but they they might have to, you know, change a few things around, obviously. And um, yeah, I think they'll be okay, as I said. But yeah, there's a lot a lot to think about for uh, Nick Montgomery. Indeed, it is. Indeed, there is. Uh, Tulio is starting to put put together a few couple, uh, a couple of good games. Mm. And- and Kalola was solid. Sammy Silvera, I'm a big fan of his. Um, you mentioned last week, Damo, you think they should probably more target like a central midfielder just to provide a yeah. bit of depth in there. Yeah, because we saw how much they struggled against... Um, who was it? The previous team they the played. The previous team they played, they struggled. <laughs> because they lost the midfield. Uh, and they had to bring... Melbourne City, in. funnily enough. Hmm? Melbourne City. Melbourne City. Well, there you go. Well, anyone's yeah. going to struggle against Melbourne City, but they especially yeah. struggled in the midfield. So I, I think they couldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt getting in a an extra probably centre defensive midfielder type player uh, just yeah. to, to to strengthen that that defensive um yeah line that they've got, which is even more, which is still impressive with um Hall and. Uh, Caltech down there, so yeah, Caltech's um, a beast. I think some... they need to sell. I think they've got too many international players, so then you know they'll need to sell someone in order to keep Caltech. Uh, I heard. Ah, yes, because Maresh um, comes mm. back when yep, Maresh yep, comes yep, back yep, yep. from injury. Caltech, I think, goes. I tell you what, they should do is they should goddamn sign Tarish Gomulka. That kid is too talented to be right in the bench for Melbourne City. I get it. You've got Barisha. You've got. All these, you know, Van de Ven, etc. Some good mm. central midfielders. Aiden O'Neill, yeah. he's pretty decent. But give Gamolka some game. Yeah, time. even if, um, yeah, like, probably would be the ideal player to go there. Bang. So, Sign uh, Taris. Yeah. Would definitely get a start, you think. On loan. Yes, yes, the, yes. Give him, some, give him some game time alongside Tommy Ballard there. Many, many clubs know about this feature, but... Uh, the loan feature? <laughs> Uh, not not many teams uh, utilize it. Yeah, you know sometimes you can loan with a future option to buy yeah, as exactly. well. Yeah, is that extra incentive? <laughs> Possibly get a cheaper transfer fee. That <laughs> or a quicker mutual. This guy's been playing FIFA twenty three, mate. Yeah. Oh. Oh. The last FIFA to ever be made by EA. I it's an la- end of an era. I haven't played FIFA since FIFA.
Yeah. No shit. I've not played since 21. Um, but apparently this one's actually pretty good. So who knows? Went out with a bang. Exactly. Rest in peace, Electronic Arts. <laughs> you will not be missed, you <laughs> scoundrels and bastards. Uh, peak moment of the week, brother. Uh, lay it on me. Peak moment of the week. Custodian of Peakology in the A-League. <laughs> uh, Peakology? Did you say Peakology? Yes, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's an important role uh, to conserve and enhance the peakness within the A-League. Mm. For that, sometimes, though, you know, sometimes in the new year, the peak, the peak can go missing a bit. But we got to remember there's ironic peak and there's genuine peak. Right, yeah, okay. Um, well said, it is deserved recognition that this peak moment of the week goes to Garang Cole and Ben Wayne, the Wayne train himself. The Wayne train. Departing the league for greener pastures. Choo-choo. Uh, choo-choo. Uh, of Newcastle United and Plymouth Argyle. Different ends of the spectrum on the football pyramid, I suppose, but it's still great moves for the young fellas. Well, they could be playing against each other because uh, rumour has it that Newcastle will be looking to loan Garansky out to a championship team and Plymouth are locked to win League One and make it to the championship next year. So next year we well, could see Qual versus Wayne, you know? That's assuming that uh, he spends more than six months in championship or the change, switch it up. Um, for the first, for his first full season in in Europe, it's a good point. It's a good point. It's a very good point. It was nice, like to boil it down to a moment when when Qual got subbed off and he got that standing ovation from the Central Coast faithful. That was that was pretty good to see. Yeah, he's already in London, uh, watching Newcastle play away to Arsenal. Uh, yes, uh, you know, getting getting amongst it in the box. Uh, on the other side of the equation, Melbourne victory, struggling, mm. struggle street. How? Oh, Jesus Christ! There's just so much drama. Obviously, on field, yeah, they so can't like they, they can't score a goal. Nanny looks like he's already tapped out. Daggers hasn't scored in ages. Some um, fans are not allowed back. Yep. So yep. Exactly. Uh, their first home game upcoming this weekend against the Raw. Both of the ends will be covered in tarpaulins. So uh, no right. no. Okay. <laughs> in theory, no members I think uh, are allowed or something like that. But um, a bit more of the fallout from, obviously, the pitch invasion situation. Uh, one of the pitch invaders has fled to Europe. Good. Don't come back. Which is, <laughs> don't come <back>, Which is <laughs> fun. Um, after being given a 10-year ban by the club. So uh, good to see Victory taking that stuff seriously. But in, in light of all this, uh, some uh, interesting facts came to light in that victory lost 6.7 million dollars last year yeah uh, and they offset it by taking on an investment by an american company uh, 777 investments now this is according to ben schneiders and vince regari of the sydney morning herald so take it take it with a pinch of salt and by a pinch of salt i mean a bucket of salt <laughs> this is normally pretty spot on though but as part of the uh the investment deal, there is a clause that states the company can buy 70% of the club if the shareholders agree to such a transaction. That agreement has not happened yet, but is looming. Nicholas, um, it's, it's a tough one, but 
are you excited for American investment to come over and take take control of Melbourne Victory? Oh, well, I'm just reading up on the facts because I have seen some contentious opinions about it. Yeah, look, you know, I'm a bit concerned by this statement here that, you know, the private in- equity investor can own up to 70% for $30 million, but after four or five years... They can also also have the right to walk away from victory and be repaid the thirty million dollars at a compounding interest rate of ten percent a year. It sounds like you know it's not your traditional ownership, it seems. And I'm not too versed in football financials, but it sounds a bit problematic. If they need money, they need money. That's the end of the story, right? Uh, you know, not gonna. And at least they're not selling the sellers far as we're aware to. You know, like by the shake of, you know, like the shake of some oil tycoon, uh, uh, you know, with human rights issues or, you know, like Russian oligarchs, uh, not to stereotype um, certain football owners. You'd hope, though, with any investment that there's actual structural changes because if their business models are hemorrhaging money, then if there's a like a walkout clause for this investment firm, then they're going to have a $30 million hole plus interest so it, it sounds so yeah it's a cash cash in but that, that, it sounds like the cash in isn't the solution they need to be the solution from within and generate more money you know otherwise they're at risk of like like losing more money because they're going to have to pay interest on top of that investment from my understanding and yeah football and owning football clubs is not a uh, it, it's definitely a a losing game uh, if you if you can't make a big buck like me even Man United those clubs are in ruin that's a bad example like Barca <laughs> yes I mean Barcelona also in financial strife of course somehow less so in Australian football because we don't have transfer fees but you've got to put in a lot of money uh, into football clubs and you don't really get much out uh, regardless but honestly like how worrying is it to see the, the league's biggest club losing that much money yeah that's a bit sad isn't it yeah uh, Obviously, biggest fan base, uh, mm. biggest everything. But just yeah, I was I was shocked. Money. Like mm. that doesn't make any sense to me. And just tells you, like, you know, we we ridiculed the the old clubs in the uh, the National Soccer League about not being able to run a bloody football club or doing anything good with money and um, here we are 20 years later still talking about the same thing so it's on a bigger scale it's a exactly it's a it's a sport wide issue it's there's just not enough money being thrown into the game not enough money coming in and and andy uh, you're a smart bloke you you studied sports management in university if i'm not mistaken you're not mistaken you've got a brain for business (laughs) yeah you've got a brain for business is this kind of um is this kind of deal wherein you're essentially you're selling the club basically like well is this the kind of deal that the league needs to progress look it, it may get to that if it keeps going on this track um you know, it's it's looking like that might be the only option if uh, if they can't pay that money back. Obviously, like money's got to come from somewhere, and couldn't tell you where else they're going to get it from. But yeah, it's pretty pretty shocking when when you hear that the, the, the biggest club, you know, as you said before, Damien, with the biggest fan base, has um, also got the biggest financial loss in the league. Like 
where's where's that money going? What are they spending it on? And what's their mm-hmm. what's their plan to to pay it back? So obviously, without being inside the four walls of the club, it's it's hard to answer those questions. But unfortunately, those those numbers don't lie, and it's it paints a bleak picture for both victory, but also as uh, the the league as a whole. I think so. You know, if if that's what needs to be done to to save the club and save the league, if that sort of overseas uh, sale of the club, then then unfortunately that's what needs to be done. Yeah. But obviously, like Melbourne City are the example of yeah. you know they're backed by Saudi Arabian money. We know yeah. this, and they're they're going pretty well. Yeah. So is there a world in which you know in ten years time we've got you know Saudi Arabian club over there, Qatari club over there, American club over there, and there are zero Australian run clubs in the in the A-League? I mean, it's pretty sad to think about if that, uh, if that does happen, but, you know, that, that might be the way it, uh, it has to go. Hopefully not. Um, but I think, yeah, the APL needs to come up with some better ways of getting money into the league and well, yeah, yeah. hopefully avoid that situation. But I guess no matter what happens, if it, if it saves the league and keeps, keeps the A-League going, then better than the opposite, you know? That's it. That's it. Uh, if it saves Taras Gomulka's career, I love that kid. He's a good player. He is good. Fuck. Yeah, he's uh, he's a good goddamn. Very player. promising. He needs to be playing more though, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't get absolutely much right. Time. Good tag, Damo. Hot stuff. Um, any other thoughts on on the uh, the finance drama there for uh, for victory? Make more money. <laughs> yeah, good call. Sim- simple more solution. Money. Make more money. <sighs> Pay Lewis Nani less. But moving forward to more uh, entertaining stuff, shall we say. More interesting stuff. The January transfer window is right around the corner, boys. One more week and we're there. Um, Rumours are already flying around. Rado Vidicic insists that City will not do any deals at all this window. Warren Moon's chatting us up. They're like, oh yeah, the the Raw, we're in deep talks. We're going to sign a replacement for Charlie Austin. Obviously, they've lost Charlie Austin. They've lost Matty Steinman. So they've got two visa spots to fill. International players are coming for the Brisbane Raw, boys. Look out. Um, ben Wayne is off to Plymouth Argyle. We've already chatted about that. Rumour has it that Galatasaray are trying to sign Aziz Bayic. Pretty exciting mm. stuff. Rumour has it that Matty Ryan could be going to Borussia Mönchengladbach. Pretty exciting stuff. Look out. Mitchell Duke is on the way to uh, Makita Zelvia in the J2. Ooh. Not as exciting, but still a thing. Uh, in light of all the moves, fellas, uh, give me one Australian player, either local or abroad, who you think needs to move to a different club. Give me the player, give me the needs club you want to them move. to go to. Should move for the benefit of his career, mate. For the benefit of his career, better, I'll throw I'll throw to you, Andy, first. Um, well, mine was mine was the obvious one. You just just mentioned it, Matty Ryan. I think he yeah. uh, obviously it's it's inevitable that he's going to move somewhere, but needs to happen as soon as possible because uh, obviously it's, he needs to go somewhere. He's going to be first choice. What's that? Yeah, he needs to go somewhere. He's going to be first choice yeah. keeper. Exactly. Yeah, he's uh, not going to get any game time where he is, and it's obviously a toxic environment with uh what's his name that the main goalkeeper there Grabara. yeah camille grub that's the one so he needs to <laughs> camille run. grubby he's a grub that bloke indeed so yeah yeah i saw that uh mo- mo- how do you say it Monkenglad. <laughs> the, the german club <laughs> munchengladbach <laughs> thanks damon munchengladbach that's the one so hopefully you can secure a move Brucia. there or somewhere somewhere else uh maybe in the bundesliga but we'll see. Oh, God. 
yeah, hopefully. But, uh, yeah, if fun. he goes to Gladbach and uh, they don't sell Surma to uh, Bayern. Ah, uh, oh, he'll still be second choice. He won't play. Yeah. He won't play, yeah. So it depends but, on but, that uh, Rumour has it that Sommer is on the way out, so that's the idea, like he replaces him. But, yeah, we'll see. Mm. We'll see. It's some, some dominoes have to fall, you yeah. know, for it all to fall into uh, place, yeah. boys. Yeah, well, hopefully if that doesn't happen, he can find somewhere else where he will be first choice keeper. I had a cop-out, actually, coming into the podcast, which I'll just briefly mention. I was going to just go, easy one, Karan get alone. Because it's technically not confirmed yet well, what club he's going to. But we've got one of the substantialness, particularly because of his age and the role he can play at the next World Cup. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be Adjen Hrustic. Hrustic! Yes. Currently at a Kievo Verona. Mm. Uh, destination in mind, I don't have any. Uh, these guys kind of um, sometimes go around like these meddling, you know, like, Mobiles at Cadiz at the moment, and I'm not too sure if it was a joke or rumor, but I heard he could be coming back to Western Sydney Wanderers. Really? For a loan spell. Jesus. It felt like a joke tweet, though. Yeah, right, okay. Oh, my apologies. Uh, he's at Hellas Verona. Kievo Verona is uh, extinct. Yeah, Hellas <laughs> are dead last in Syria. So I'd like to see, I'd like to see him make the move. Uh, where to? I feel like, I probably, I'd say like it. Scotland, like a Scotland could be good for him. So a, a step down from, from Serie A. Yeah, it is a step down, but like how, how much of a step down is like playing, you know, for uh, Hearts or Hibs uh, compared to playing for like 20th in Italy? I suppose so. It is kind of, it's kind of nice to have Australian players in the top five leagues though, because we have yeah, so few of them. It's literally just him and, and Mabil at the moment. At what point? Is it worth it? He's had a bit of injury in there too, leading into the World Cup. But at what point is it worth it if he's just only got five games and he's playing for a team that's not going to be in, uh, you know, as it stands on the table, that's not going to be in a top flight next year, you know? Well, to, to be no. fair to him, like, he started off the season injured, so he's only really been able to get consistent game time recently. True. I still think he should get a move. He's He, he, he played an integral role like with Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, previously, yeah, I, I think uh, Frankfurt's probably a better yeah. club than Verona. Yeah, they they are. And they they made the Europa League final and won, and he got a penalty in that. Uh, from my knowledge, he was more of a sub player at Frankfurt, but still having a bit of an impact. You know, I, I, I'd like to see him do like a bit of a move. Yeah, a move down on the like, if you like, yeah, a move down in leagues by Euro UEFA coefficient, like. But definitely not a move down like in, in quality, in quality, and you know play time. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. In terms of any other players, I'd probably say that um, one from left field. I reckon uh, Jake Brimmer has to go. Ooh, overseas. Jakey Brimmer. Yeah, I think I think he needs to go overseas uh, if he wants to really go for a um, a Socceroos squad selection and be a part of the next World Cup cycle. I'll tell you, who's better? Who's the better player, Jake Bremer or Aidan O'Neill? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I think they are neck and neck. Both um, the same age, if I'm not mistaken. Both yeah, the both same 24. age, very similar play styles. Same age, same income. <laughs> um, defensive ability. Uh, and Bremer's a little bit more attacking-minded. But, yeah, I think... Uh, he needs to go overseas. It is a perfect time for him to go. 
Yeah. Um, hopefully everything is his family is obviously comes before anything else, but um, if everything is okay there and he can get things and all the support he needs, um, he needs to go overseas and better his um his self and um really push for getting into the Socceroos squad, which I think going overseas is the best option for him. Get off the uh, sinking ship that is Melbourne victory. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And this is like a, a league-wide thing. This is what I found interesting. Like, um, Generally, I would like to know what the general consensus is with the players, whether they think that they should be jumping ship and trying to look for options abroad and whether they yep. take their first the first um, hint of interest. Like their first option kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is, when, when all this shit hit the fan, um, that was my first real thought was, okay, the league's kind of going a little bit belly up. What do the players think? Yeah. Do they think that they should just try their hand at going overseas? Mm. And I think more players should um, seriously consider that. Definitely. Yeah, well, yeah, worst case scenario, there could very well be a mass exodus of, of players unhappy with the situation yeah. just piecing out, which obviously feeds into your ideal world as well, Damon, because that will mean that more youngsters get opportunities to play. That's exactly so, right. That's, that's da- what you want. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Damo's pulling the strings. He was actually the one who suggested to the APL to move the final to Sydney <laughs> to cause all this really? unrest. So that he can get more youngsters playing in the A-League. That's right. Genius. Damo's thinking the, he's, he's playing the long game here. That's, that's the long <laughs> game. He's playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. Oh. Yeah. See, oh, Sydney, Sydney are taking the hit. They're taking the hit saying, we'll go first. But then, <laughs> then when everything is good and we've got the next Ronaldo and Messi genuinely playing <laughs> in the league, that the games get sold to Melbourne for the foreseeable future yeah. uh, uh, they're coming back home now they'll be salt yeah. shepherd in me <laughs> yes shepherd will be the John highest bidder all that cash yeah. yeah all that fireworks income <laughs> they've been getting from mum um, Damo you, you <laughs> oh, touched yeah. on uh, Brimmer bef- before what do you think about um, D'Agostino he's the same age as um, as Brimmer do you think he's a chance of going overseas very well? similar yeah very similar like had a standout season last year and I really think he needed to consolidate on it, but things didn't quite go to plan. This is the time where you think, okay, well, I can either try and fight for my place in the team, or I can try and milk my uh, 10-goal season last year and try and get myself a decent gig in Europe and yep. mm-hmm. work myself up from there. I don't think he's European. I think he could probably make a good that, career of yeah, himself in Asia. He, he could, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's only two goals so far this season in the mm-hmm. A League, including that awesome header he scored. I think in round, round one. one. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, okay, this is this guy's a real deal. Like this is another yeah, exactly. season. Scored Melbourne victory, finish second. He scores sixteen goals or something, and you know he's all of a sudden Socceroos starting striker. And well, that's it. I think he's a guy. Like he's got the full package. Like he's an athlete. He's got good finishing, but he just. Yeah. I don't think Victory have really helped him out, particularly with their play this season no, at they all. Really haven't, yeah. and this is the thing that really just annoys me. I don't know what they're trying to do. I don't know what they're trying to be. There's mm. all this. They've got Economides and Nani on the wing, and they just 
Well, let's say Nanny is a striker in this game against Central Coast. Jeez. They're just trying random things. Like, if Popovich changes his formation every fucking week, it's goddamn... Honestly, I'm ready to say it. Tony Popovich. Fraud. Add him to the long and growing list. (laughs) (laughs) I was tempted to name Arthur Pappas, but I'm going to give him some more time because I like his his style. Um, Tony Popovich. Fraud. Has to be at this point. What what did the team do? He couldn't even get a win off of a Cadete Wonder goal. That was a gorgeous goal. That's up there for goal of the week as well. Oh, like, yeah. oh my god, he's got oh my god, he's got Matt Spiranovic and he had, starting yeah, Matt, in there. Had Matt Spiranovic back. Yeah, so. he's got good players all over the pitch, but he's yeah. just not. He's starting two wingers as his two strikers. The strikers in this game were Falami and Nani. Like, I don't know what you're doing, mate. What, what yeah, are you doing? Clutching at straws. Ah. Hoping something That's works. It. That's it, Andy. He's clutching at straws. Mm. Uh, my my Aussie, who I think needs a move, I, I will. I'll, I'll praise you, uh, Damo. Last week you mentioned Massimo Luongo. I'd love mm. to see him back in the A League. Luongo, yeah. I think he needs a bit of a spark. Well, he's been training with Ipswich. Really? Say? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Been training with Ipswich. Wait, is he from Ipswich? Where's he from? He's no. from Sydney. Interesting. Oh, wait, Ipswich Town, as in... Yeah. <laughs> I'm full of thought he'd just come, he'd come to rural Brisbane. To... <laughs> He's going to Western Pride. <laughs> oh, shit. The best training oh, facilities in the world. That's it. <laughs> oh, God. No, I love me some Massimo Luongo. I think his career is a bit of a, a restart. But the bloke I'm settling on is going to be Dennis Jean-Rowe. Oh, yeah. That's, of a, that's a very good one. Yeah. It's the bloke who is like... Crucial in helping Toulouse get back to the to league, uh, yes. um, but has now become essentially a bench warmer. Um, mm. Lots of talent, yeah. Class player, but, but I, not getting yeah, the opportunities. I think, um, I think he is a, a Liga Two player. I don't think he is a Liga One. I'd like to see him in the moment. Championship or like the Scottish League, something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I don't think no, I don't think I don't he's think, Liga Two. I don't think he suits those leagues. I think he is more of an Eredivisie. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, French, Belgian kind of player. Yeah, a bit more flair. Yeah, yeah, pop him more, over, maybe Portugal or or, or, the, or, the, or the Dutch league. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm not sure if he is the um, quality at the moment. Whether mm-hmm. uh, Patrick Kuznobo, maybe. Hey, shout out to Patrick Kuznobo, yes. first ever Australian coach to win a to That's win a it. game in That's the top right. five leagues. Exactly. What a king. Whether he goes and says, you know what, Denny, I'll give you a bloody uh, shot. Come in, train with us, and if you if you don't mind it, um, even though we'll have, probably have to buy you from Toulouse before you can do that. Um, yeah, that's how uh, it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how you go. Um, no, I, I agree. Denny John Rowe, um, Connor Metcalf as well, possibly. Oh, yeah? How's, he what's he been doing over there? Is it St. Paul he St. plays? Paul, yeah, he play? he's been sitting on the bench a fair bit. Uh, he's, he's, just, he's, um, he's back up to Jackson Irvine. He's pretty much just back up to Jackson Irvine. Yeah, no shit. He scored a goal and then, um, yeah, he got set on the bench again next game, so it's... Interesting. Yeah. Well, it is. It's that. It's that new. That new generation. That the next generation, generation of central midfielders, yeah. like led by guys like Riley McGree, who obviously put on a show at the World Cup. Jean Rowe, Metcalf, Cami Devlin, uh, Nguyenhoff, Aidan O'Neill, and Brimmer. I've put into that conversation yeah. as well. Like, I think you're starting to slowly see step. that um, that game time 
really is important. Yeah. So Jean Rowe, Metcalf, you would have said that they would have definitely been in the World Cup squad based uh, yeah. on their performances 100%. The prior year. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, all of a sudden, Keanu Bacchus, Devlin come out of nowhere because they're playing every minute possible. And then Bacchus is the how... same age as well. Bacchus is 24 too. Exactly. That's right. And um, you just saw how well they were, they were um, how good they were because they were in form. And, uh, yeah, it really just shows how important game time is and you need to go somewhere where you know you're going to get game time. Yeah, 100%. That's it, mate. It's going to be fascinating to see which of that kind of crop really takes a step up to be that next... Uh, yeah, to be the next Aaron Moy, to be the next Jackson to, Irvine. Yeah, in, in Metcalf's case, if you have to, I don't want to see you come back home. I want to see you go maybe somewhere else. Even just try and yeah. prove yourself in your own team. Like, Yeah, he's still young. He's, he's only just game, moved overseas, like, so got plenty of time left to try new things if uh, this doesn't work out. This is, yeah, absolutely. It's it's not the way like coming back home after failing straight away. Like. No. Alrighty, good stuff, fellas. I think that's probably bringing us to yeah. uh, the denouement of this podcast to the mm. end. Uh, it's been a good one, good chat. How how did you find it there there there, Nick? Did you have a good time? <laughs> I'd just like to say, twenty twenty three is a new year for everyone. Uh, take care out there. Be kind to everyone, mm. and uh, eat more leafy greens. But... <laughs> But do as I say, not as I do, because I'm not eating any leafy greens this year, except for the spinach I had for lunch today. But I, I did see a few weird things after I had that, that spinach, so. <laughs> That's brilliant. I did not expect that at all. Uh, thank you, Nick. Andy, here about you eat some fruit for once, your dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but yeah, uh, any, any parting comments there, fellas, from you guys? Ah, good, good stuff, boys. Pleasure as always. Yeah. Go City. Mm. Um, go City. And go Paddy Kuznorbo. Yes. Yeah, go Paddy Kuznorbo. All the best. Uh, draw and a win to yeah. start off your career at your new club. So, it just shows that, uh, yeah, Australian coaches. I'll be against two, two fairly like no, similar no, level no, teams. no. He's, he's not matter, playing against matter. you know. He's not playing against PSG yet. Is this fucking? No. It was Nantes and Strasbourg. Can only beat who's in front of you on the pitch. Strasbourg, quality team. Were they not like second or third? No, they're they're nineteenth. <laughs> Close anyway. Um, yeah, good good week. Uh, but um, yeah, I need to go have a shower. Yeah, mate. Hygiene is crucial. Hygiene um, is crucial. All right, yeah. And with that, um, thank you all for listening. Uh, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, the Instagram is popping off. Nick will probably do something on Twitter as well. It's good. Uh, this has been a four-man wall. Thank you all. They might uh, pull one out of the woodwork, you never know. Nah, he's <laughs> trash. He, he's more washed than my laundry, mate. <laughs> That's not very washed, usually.